makes you worse. I'm not a horrible person. I've just been exposed to you for far too long. That's it's totally not true. You're you're like the Mephistopheles to my Faust. You're <laughs> got him. You're listening to Vocabularian, a program that aptly appeals to word nerds. Um, I'm Mark Jones, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. Andrew Copeland. And... Uncle Drinky. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! What is that from? Uh, That's from last podcast. That's from the last episode. He's Uncle Drinky. He's also the master of unquestionable accents. Scotland. No, not again. We're done with accents this week. (laughs) The avuncular imbiber. Well, you know, his his accent work uh, is going to contribute to his career. Oh, uh, absolutely. See, here's the thing. Uh, Scotland and I went to go visit our good friend, Anthony. Shout out. Sup, Anthony? Sup, uh, I miss you so much. Andrew misses you. I miss you. I miss sure. your body. I miss um, your alcohol. <laughs> so we, we took a trip up to Ann Arbor, Michigan to go visit him. And um, oh, uh, can we just give the, his actual like direct address? Yeah, well, we just give his know, address and his phone uh, just, just tweet at you us know, if you want to get directions. Yeah, and we'll hook you up. You can you can tweet at any one of us because Andrew's back on Twitter now. <laughs> I I occasionally look at Twitter now since I got comments. I still have yet to post anything ever on Twitter. Well, so we went to visit Anthony, and uh, we're just kind of hanging out. And this discussion came up. You know, we were talking about actually. You know, I'm going to get into this a little bit later because something else kind of ties into it. So before we jump into the body of the show, I've got a couple things I want to cover. Man, Um, that was a hook. Yeah. (laughs) Got them them, like sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for this, this, you know, hot piece of information. It's the scoop. Mm. So uh, first thing, how about that new theme song? How about it? Uh, Well, you know, I have to say I still think we should do something a little more like opera maybe Pavarotti or don't look at me that way fine it, it's great I love it yeah, Mark the, the song Scotland is... and I are just like yeah it sounded like a blank space we left for editing <laughs> <laughs> you guys have heard the song we though. have but You've that was like song. last week I, I, it was very okay, good fair. I remember thinking it was good that's that all this, I remember so uh, you're probably still hearing it a little bit in the background now it's fading out slowly the song's called Sammy Sosa and it's by a band named Cadillac Jones and they've graciously graciously given us permission to use their song for this show so uh, please go like their Facebook page it's just facebook.com slash Cadillac Jones ATL. Uh, you can also pick up their albums on iTunes. This song is on the album Junk in the Trunk. I don't know you, but I miss you too. What? That's to the band. I just, you know, like uh, to throw out my affection to okay, people who have done gotcha. good for us. Yeah, to just random strange men. Uh, are, are they strange men? Oh, they're strangers. <laughs> they're in to a, you. They're in a band. They got to be strange, man. I, I mean, guess I, I, they seem pretty nice. They seem pretty nice. Um, second point, I wanted to. I, I just want to clarify something about the last episode. Okay. So at one point, I told Scotland that he had won the belt. Uh, this is actually a reference to a podcast called Night Attack. Uh, the belt is what the hosts award each other uh, for swearing. Um, Which I did not do, despite the beeps that no, you put in. No, but you and I and, and Anthony, uh, we adopted the belt uh, for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, for the purpose of when one of us says something that is inappropriate in a particular situation. Such and as around small children. Absolutely. Ladies, 
lame dogs. Or making certain jokes that I have to beep out. Uh, you did not have to. Oh, I'm... I well, and and the, and folks, I, we're never going to tell you what he said, and that fact will haunt you forever. Yes, it will, because it was a genius moment of witticism from Scotland. Absolutely. Moving on. It was a genius moment. So the things that you have to beep out on the internet, you know, the things that you shouldn't say, things that you win the belt for. Whatever. Uh, This was not one of them. I'm a good person. I just want the world to know that. Well, back to er, earlier. That's going to be a big bleep later on when we edit this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a (laughs) bee. Okay. Um, yes, I'm going to do that. Okay. No, I'm not going to do that. So, uh, back to what I was talking about earlier, uh, kind of leading into something. Mm. Uh, we, we were kind of having this conversation sitting around a a campfire, uh, the evening before we left. And, uh, we were talking about things that get posted on the internet and you very proudly and very boldly stated, I cannot be found on the internet. Did I say and that? More or less. I know there's... I, you had had like six beers at that point, so I don't remember what you said. I only had five, and they don't really qualify as beers per se. I mean... They were those like scotch ales. No, two, two of them were... Two of them were... Yeah, I'll give you that, but three they of them were... delicious. Were, three of them were, you know, light and like, you know... No. They didn't qualify. Anyway. Shame. Shame. Anyway. Uh, you said you couldn't be found on the internet, and so I just I just looked at my phone, and I googled you, and I yeah, found something. You did, and find I asked something. you a question. I said, "Did you do such and such?" And you said, "Yeah." And I yeah. said, "Well, there's this." And Scotland began to flip out. I he almost he, did a backflip. You almost did a backflip. He was he was like shrieking with laughter. He was rolling around on the ground. It's like hugging my leg. It's a very nice leg. I got to say it's, you know, well muscled. It's well muscled. And then I, I hugged Anthony. I think I really made Anthony a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So the thing we found that could make Scott flip his lid like this, our very own Scotland Roberts, uncle drinky, the, the master evuncul- of unquestionable accents. The avuncular imbiber. Has an IMDB page. I have a friggin' IMDB page, and I still have a grin on my face a week <laughs> after I found this out. I literally... You asked me about the movie uh, Sands of Ikara, which is an award-winning short film that I made uh, way back when I lived on the West Coast. Shout out to uh, uh, all those people at Sparrow Pictures and Red Griffin Pictures. You guys rock. Hope to see you again soon. But um, you told me, and I literally jumped off my chair and I think I jumped over the fire or uh, yeah, I think kind you of did. like half over the fire to get to you to hug your leg and then to hug Anthony and make him feel very, very squeamish and which is pretty hard to do. You were just like, you were actually rolling in the grass. It was a giggling. beautiful night. The grass felt great. The wind was caressing me. The fireplace was warm. I've been silent this whole time because I didn't get to go on the road trip. So just picture me at home in like, you know, a long robe reading Count of Monte Cristo by the fire <laughs> while and this it, is happening. Until at you, two in the do, morning, you get a text message. In yeah, all caps. Do like, a, do like a split screen in your brain. This is the two scenes. I do have to say this, though. I, I, I mass texted so many people when I found this out. Um, because everyone's so dear to me that they deserve a personalized message like that. To know of your greatness. Right. Including including my boss. I texted at 2 a.m. in all caps that I had an IMDb page. But what I have found out is that I am actually friends with several individuals who do not know what the internet 
movie database is. They also don't know what the internet is. I know. I told them before there was Google. There is was that IMDb. the thing where you go on and it makes the eh noise and you talk to people on the bling? Yeah, exactly. So now that I have was, that was that was America Online. I was describing. I, well, <laughs> I understood like the 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 dial up noise. I I was thinking like right. that is the most fascinating version of like maybe a British person trying to do a bad Southern accent. <laughs> like he still takes second place to me. Yeah, this he, is true. He's still the <laughs> expert on accents. I still know people with semi questionable accent versus the unquestionable <laughs> accents. I think I still have an AOL, AOL account. No, I mean people who use actively. I have emails going back and forth with AOL. Actually, accounts. I do too. Oh. Yeah. Well, so since uh, Scotland's an actor, we're gonna give him an opportunity to flex his muscles in this next game. We're gonna play a game called Horse Feathers, and okay. uh, we'll be back in just a moment to kind of give you an idea of what's going on with horse feathers. You always you always make really inappropriate jokes and you don't realize it and it's not my fault. It it's is you your fault. because it you are total. awkward. You are I am so not, awkward. I am not and awkward. Welcome to Vocabularian. <laughs> the show That would be such a perfect place to actually edit in. <laughs> right. Why don't we just do awkward. that? Why don't we just say that? you? It's because you're awkward. I'm not awkward. Uh, I am. I am. What's, so, what's not awkward? Regular. I'm, I'm very regular. Yes. The, the fact that you didn't know the word for regular, <laughs> not helping your case. Well, well, I'm I'm extraordinary. Is what I am. I'm not regular. I'm not awkward. I'm extraordinary. Well, it's, we're going to find out how extraordinary you are. Oh, gosh. I'm this game is called Horse Feathers. We've each selected a set of uh, story prompt cards that have a place, items, quotes that have to be used verbatim, and we've all picked some words. Now, what we've got to do is we're each going to have to tell an improvised story using the cards in front of us as well as words that we've selected beforehand. Now, here's the interesting part, and here's the part that makes it a little bit fun for all of us. Okay. So we've each picked three words that we have not told each other, you know, some vocabulary words. Mm. And we have to work them into our story. Each one of us has picked these three words, but one of them will be used with a false definition. So... Our goal is to listen to these stories, listen for the words that are being used with a fake definition, and call horse feathers on it. Okay. So it's like the card game Peanut Butter. I have no idea. Butterscotch? Uh-uh. I'm trying to think of other names for it. BS? I mean, maybe people like you call it that, but... Oh, Oh, I see, what you, I see what you're doing there. Sweet innocent Scotland, except not that. I know you, but whatever. But I'm a good person, and I'm not awkward. If you have to say it. Well, Scotland, since you're not awkward. I'm just defending my honor. Why don't you start us off? You've picked three cards. Mm-hmm. Tell us what they are. All right. So the words are the cards, I should say. Are, yeah, don't tell us your words. Right. Tell us your cards. My cards are the quote, read my lips, the item, smokeless tobacco, and the location, planetarium. Mm. Ooh. 
Okay, so I just start whenever then. No timing or anything. No timing. Uh, you just filibuster have to, away as you as you as you play your story elements. Just slide them to the table so we know it's progressing, and just end it with the end or something like that. All right. So in about ten minutes, I'll slide my first card across to you. So I was born at a very <laughs> no. Okay. So Valentine's Day can be very very lonely for some people. I never had experience with that before, but this last Valentine's Day, I joined that group of people. And I had nothing else to do, you know, couldn't go see a movie, couldn't go out to eat. I mean, you can't even go bowling on Valentine's Day for Pete's sake, because there's weirdos doing that on Valentine's Day. So I thought, you know, I'm going to take myself out on a date, though. Something nice, be nice to myself. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go stargazing. So... I walk outside, you know, thinking, this will be nice. I'm going to be by myself, just me, you know, God, the universe. And there's just cloud cover everywhere and not a single star. You can't even see the moon. So I think to myself, good idea. I will go to the planetarium and I'm going to go stargaze at the planetarium. Look at fake stars because my life is so pitiful right now. I can't even find a real star. So I go to the planetarium, and I'm walking up, and there, by the entrance, all alone, by herself, is this beautiful young lady, dressed to the nines, nice black dress, just standing there, waiting. But there's no guy around her on Valentine's Day. So obviously, I have just a sudden spurt of freezing, right? And so... I walk up to her and I say, happy Valentine's Day. How are you doing tonight? And she looks at me and she says, I'm doing fine. How about you? I say, well, well, you know, it's Valentine's Day. I'm all alone. So other than that, it's been great. She says, I know the feeling. This is propitious, man. This is going to happen. I've got my date on Valentine's Day. How romantic. So... I'll call horse, call horse feathers. feathers. Oh, you too? Oh, really? Propitious. I Propitious. feel like you, you well, use that. I'm, I'm going to let Mark have called horse feathers in case there's another one later. No, it was propitious. Was it? I, I feel like that. I feel like you used that incorrectly. Propitious is a good indication. This is very propitious for the remainder of my evening. It's a good indication. I saved my... All right, keep on going. All right, so... After this propitious little statement, then I begin talking to her. We start chatting, laughing, and then I ask her, you know, I know we both came to the planetarium, but do you want to maybe go somewhere else and do something? And she says, read my lips. And then she mouths a very, very sensual anything. So I turn around and I start walking with her. And as we're walking to my car, she puts some smokeless tobacco in her mouth and begins to chew. And I'm flabbergasted because I've just asked this lady out and I can't ditch her on Valentine's Day, but she's chewing tobacco and that's a major turnoff for me. So we start heading back to the car and I'm trying to figure out a way to get out of this. When suddenly... The cloud cover finally breaks, the moon shines, 
I'm ready for her to turn into a werewolf. And the stars start shining. I'm like, you know what? We don't actually have to go anywhere. We can just stay here, pay for the show, and then we can go our separate ways at the end of the show. And she's like, well, why go inside? We can just stargaze right here. She points up and through a full mouth of chew, points at this constellation I don't know. And she says, that's my favorite star. And I ask her which star she means. She says, ennui. And I look at her like, are you kidding me? That's a real one? It's It's not the name of a star. No? No. That's not the name of a star. Do you know what ennui is, though? I've heard it used before, but I, I can't give you, like, a definition. It's one of those words that, like, I recognize when it's used, but I, I don't know how to define it. Do you know what it is, Mark? I actually do not. Isn't, isn't it, like, that special something that yeah, has a certain ennui or... Ennui is boredom. Ah. <laughs> so, like, the exact opposite of what I said. The exact opposite. By the way, that story is completely fictitious. Yeah. As you could tell by how awful it was. Well, I mean, it, you you did a decent job. You did a decent job. Yeah. You used all of your elements. Andrew, would you care to go next? Yeah, sure. So my three cards... Ah, dang it, I made mouth noises. Uh, my three cards are Between a Rock and a Hard Place, an ex's Netflix account, and a cornfield in Kansas. So uh, break those down for us again. So you're... The location is a cornfield in Kansas. Then you have a quote uh, between a rock and a hard place. And uh, the an, an item is an ex's Netflix account. Yes. Okay. So here's one of my most dramatic stories. Uh, this is uh, a while back. I was dating this girl, um, and I mean things were going pretty pretty hot and heavy for a while. Uh, I, I might choose different wording. Do so. tell more. <laughs> so a while back, I was dating this girl, and things were going pretty good for a while. But, uh, you know, eventually things didn't work out. Like, we would do the whole thing where I'd go over to her house. We'd watch a movie. We usually watch Netflix. Um, but eventually it didn't work out. She was a little too licentious. and Too licentious. She was too licentious. Most guys don't have that problem. But I was like, oh, I, I've I don't had that know. Problem. I, can't, I can't deal with that. Um and, and, you know, I, you, I didn't, like, judge her because I can't talk. Uh, you know, I'm a gynecologomassophile, and, uh, which is, is a little much for some girls to deal with. But, uh, but you know, I have, I have my interests. But anyway, so we go our separate ways. Thing is, is uh, I keep using her Netflix account. So I'm on my ex's Netflix account regularly. And eventually, uh, Netflix finds out and they call the police. And the police are coming after me. <laughs> this is a fear I've had since childhood, and it turns out it's a right. real thing. If you if you use a Netflix account that you're not uh, given access to, or not supposed to have access to, that is actually federal offense. Really? So yeah, yeah. So um, like when you were a kid and you put in a videotape, uh, like tape cassette, remember those? And it would say like FBI warning at the beginning. It's almost as bad as removing the tag from a mattress. I don't remember those tapes, Mark. What was that like? Well, you see, we used to have to walk 100 miles to get them. Mm. And uh, we had to fight a dinosaur. Wow. I rode the dinosaurs. I didn't have to fight them. I trained them. This is back when cell phones didn't exist. And we had to ride bicycles. How did you take selfies? No, no, no. So I'm I'm on the lamb. Uh, running from cameras. the police. Um, and eventually they track me down uh, and find me, and I'm in Kansas. And we end up in this kind of, you know, 
it, it was really ridiculous. It was this kind of like comedic car chase uh, where I actually ended up in the middle of a cornfield out of nowhere. Uh, so I'm in this cornfield in Kansas, direct out of this comedy routine where it's, you know, the car driving around. I feel like I'm uh, I'm in the general league, you know, doing this comedic driving around. Eventually I get out of the car and I'm walking around the cornfield, which was dangerous because their cars might have hit me, but it's almost impossible to see me through the corn move and I can barely see them. They get out of their cars eventually. Uh, so now they're chasing me. And I'm here, I'm only using uh, audio to locate them. So I'm only using my olfactory senses. And they're moving this way, that way, I'm moving this way, that way. Eventually, I see at the end of the cornfield, I'm far enough away from them I can make it. My ex pulls up in her car. Here's the thing. Things are still tense between us. I don't know if she's going to turn me in or not. Or even if she has worse things planned for me. So I am looking at her car. And I'm looking at the cops, and I have to decide which way to go. And uh, fortunate, and uh, so I'm I'm between a rock and a hard place. I'm trying to pick which one to go. Fortunately, it was the middle of the night, and I was next to the cow pasture. I was able to duck in there, uh, and because I'm in a cornfield in Kansas next to a cow pasture, of course, a UFO shows up. I get abducted by aliens. Wake up in my ne- bed the next day with a completely clean slate, um, and a couple of weird scars. So that's how I got these, and that's the end of my story. I wasn't sure where you had worked in your words. Olfactory so, and licentious. So uh, I worked in all three words. Olfactory and licentious. I think licentious was probably wrong. Licentious well, was correct. No, it was I think. correct, but... I yeah, uh, so licentious was correct. Gynotecolobe massophile was correct. It means one who likes to nibble on someone's earlobe. Uh, see, you said see, it isn't, so fast that I didn't even catch that it was a isn't word. Isn't olfactory like smell? Yes, that was the word I used incorrectly. I was just too impressed with the story to stop you again. I referred to olfactory as being my sense of hearing rather than my sense of smell. So Andrew is our current winner. Mm, I should have just stopped you in the middle of that again. But that was a beautiful story. I I really didn't want to halt you again. I felt bad we did that the first time. Beats my story completely, man. Yeah, right out of the water, man. Right? (laughs) Uh, Ouch. Harsh. Harsh. Can I get a... Golden Globe instead of an Academy Award? <laughs> <laughs> or a Tony? Or a th- if you sing your story, you can get a Tony. How about an SAG Award? SAG Award? You, like, you wear your pants way too high for that. hey Sorry. <laughs> you should be. Yeah. That goes I'm, out to the three people who will find that joke hilarious. Yeah, all the old people that subscribe to this podcast will Those find that hilarious. Their pants. They're like, <laughs> he wears high-fastened pants like us. Like Wranglers. Yes. Because I'm an urban cowboy. Let's face it, by the time we ever get around to a game, all of the people who are really old and watching this have fallen asleep. Yeah, oh yeah. No, like if my dad were listening to this, he would have fallen asleep like 20 minutes ago. Mm, and that's because of you. Well, that's pr- you're probably right about that. Yeah. All right. I guess it's my turn. Okay. So the cards I've picked for my story, uh, for my place, I've got an urban garden in the middle of a ghetto. I picked actually three item cards, a gas pump, a life-size model of a human skeleton, and bourbon. And uh, the quote was uh, contributed by a friend of mine. The quote is... Sitting in a corner eating chapstick. I feel you on that one, bro. So. So me. Now, 
I begin. You know, the other day I was actually just out driving around and I was filling up my car at a gas pump and tacked to the gas pump. Well, not tacked to it, but like taped to it. There was this flyer and it just had like the word party and it had coordinates and a time written on it. So I went at the appointed time. I put those coordinates into my GPS and I followed it. And I found a party going on. It was actually in an urban garden in like the middle of a ghetto. It was pretty cool, actually. Kind of, kind of, you know, kind of a nice little soiree going on. So I went in and just started mingling with the crowd a little bit. And I wandered, I wandered over and found a uh, a life size model of a human skeleton sitting in an easy chair at this table. And there were a bunch of other people sitting there. So I came and sat down with these, uh, with these people. And I found out as I started talking to everyone there that one guy in particular was sort of this, uh, like, putative bourbon expert, right? And so he knew a I'll lot about horse it. feathers just because I have no idea what putative means. Uh, putative means generally considered or reputed to be. Uh, mm. So it's got to be the third word that stands out because you already said soiree. I, I feel like everyone knows soiree. I don't. I didn't think that was one of his fancy words. No, I feel like it is. So as as I start, you know, talking to this guy, I start having a couple of drinks with this dude. You know, we're we're talking about books and movies and music and being pretentious snobs about everything. Um, you know, just drinking more and more whiskey, and I was starting to feel a bit perspicacious, you know? And so I like, we, we kept talking more and more and I have to see where he goes with this. I know if he said that right. Like we started, we started talking a lot about jurisprudence and, you know, like law and specifically like all the stuff going on with police and, and, and politics in this country. I don't know if you can make an argument that you use that word correctly. It was, it was, I call horse feathers. It was a, on which one? On perspicacious. It's been a long day for me, man. Perspicacious. Yes, I did use that incorrectly. Pers- perspicacious actually means having a ready insight into an understanding of things. Right. And you so, don't have that insight into law. Right. No, I was actually, I was feeling, I was using it to mean like I was intoxicated. Ah, is that what you were going yeah, for? Yeah, I was okay. feeling a bit perspicacious after all. See, I thought bourbon. you meant it like as an adjective, like I've been drinking, I'm starting to feel like yeah, no, such and such, and so, so we discussed this. I, I didn't know what the, again, I'm just vocabulary dumb, apparently. I was like, my, my only thing is I was like, it's not precocious, which is what it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad I went to that party because otherwise I would have gone home and ended up sitting in a corner eating chapstick. Mm. Aww. You could have stayed at the party and done that too. You could have joined I, me in the I corner. I actually did that after a while. I was, you know, started talking to that life-size model of a human skeleton. He didn't have anything to say. So I just ate my chapstick. Mm. <laughs> I live a very sad life, okay? <laughs> As I tell everyone I meet. Is it? Is it at my least? Name, my name's Scotland. I know this guy named Mark. He lives a sad life. What do you do for a living? Is it at least like bubblegum flavored chapstick, or is it just like you know? Because that oh, makes it's, it it's, better. It's Burt's beeswax. 
That's that's actually a little bit better. No, it just than tastes like, like the straight chapstick, up wax, chapstick. dude. Uh, no, bourbon flavored chapstick will make a fortune. This is a great. Copyright idea. Scotland Roberts, two thousand sixteen. The best well, part all is right. all of the best kind of women would want to kiss you. I feel like the best type of women would want to kiss you if you used oregano oil as your cologne. This is this is gonna go weird places if I don't stop it right now. So Who doesn't we'll like be the back smell with moving on. We'll be back with some other thing after this short break. Like, I, I may not have taken a bar exam, but I'm pretty much a lawyer. I have nothing to say to that other than, dear God, help us all. I just want you to be on the opposing team when I go to court. Welcome back to Vocabularian. <laughs> um, so Andrew has a game for us. Yes. Uh, go ahead and just tell us the, uh, the title and the brief, like, thing. You know. I mean, I'm uh, in 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 the vein of me being a ridiculously simple and plain person. I've made a ridiculously simple and plain game, uh, farcical phraseology, uh, okay. which which I enjoy quite a lot. Um, basically, I'm just going to give you phrases, or I'm gonna I'm gonna like give you a little factoid. It's just a quiz, and I'll have three options, and you have to pick the correct option out of the three. Um, so, just for an example, this is for both of you. Uh, which of the following uh, well-known phrases did uh, Shakespeare write? Was it the crack of dawn, the crack of Sean, or the crack of doom? Oh, definitely C. Always pick C. That's how these games work. I'm going to go with A. Yeah, actually, Mark has it correct. Really? Uh, the crack of doom referring to the trumpet call in uh, times. Which that is play? the or song. Oh god. It's on I have it on my phone but my data is running real slow. Is I think it's in Macbeth when he's talking about that. It sounds like it would be in um, Macbeth. Could, Towards the end talking about the trees. Probably. Quite possibly. Um hmm. Yeah, well spotted Mark. Uh Well, I was totally joking. Oh, well, darn. He totally thought it was B, but I, was, he's yeah, I know I thought it was I thought it was Crack of Dawn, but I just said why not go with Doom? But it's an old term used for the Christian Day of Judgment, referring in particular to the blast of trumpets signaling the end of the world Don't in Chapter say. 8 in the Book of Revelation. Uh, let's see. Macbeth, Act 4, Scene 5. Don't know if it's... It may not actually be coined by Shakespeare. I'm looking it up right now. I mean, according to my source, it was. But Wikipedia. This is one of the interesting things about phrases is you will always find different origin stories for phrases. It's the same thing as words. Origins of words, origins of phrases. So how much of a... But uh, one, of, one of the early cases that I can vouch for is in Shakespeare's work. I just am not sure if it was Macbeth or not. So uh, how much of this came out of Urban Dictionary? Just before we get started. None of it. Actually, I used... And I know... I, so I used a couple of different, like, just phrase fan sites. So they're not, like... Admittedly, not academic, but uh, so it's, it's large collections of phrases and their You're origins. Killing me, man! I always take the time to look things up and make sure they're right for this. Yeah, show. peer peer reviewed journals on everything. I I mean, I go for it. Right. Unless it's I mean, an opinion piece like something out of Vice. This is, uh, but I don't know. <laughs> I did a lot of my thing by common word. Like if if I found enough sources, then that was verified. But anyways, uh, moving on. Let's keep with the Shakespeare theme. 
Let's do. Um, sorry, let's keep with the Shakespeare theme. In the play Antony and Cleopatra, what phrase does Cleopatra use to describe her days of youth? Is it my kitten days, my hazy days, or my salad days? And this one, let's make this for Scotland. I'm trying to remember if I've actually read Antony and Cleopatra or if I've only ever read Julius Caesar. Okay, so it would be either my kitten days or my, what was the second one? My hazy days? Yes. My hazy days sounds a lot more uh, Shakespeare to me, and it fits the pentameter a lot better, the iambic pentameter, so I'm going to go with that B. Uh, actually, it was my salad days. My salad days. Salad? My salad days when I was green in judgment, cold in blood, to say as I said then, but come away. Uh, so kind of talking about when she was still green, her salad days. Isn't that the weirdest thing ever? Yeah. Yeah, so, it's one of them. One of the weirdest things ever. I mean, it takes on a whole new context nowadays, though. The other weirdest thing ever is this. <laughs> ah! We can never talk about that again. Yeah, it was a th- moving right along. Can we do that again? Yeah, you don't. You don't want to see that thing again. I, I had to put it back where it came from, which is not here. <laughs> Another dimension. Pretty much. Moving right along. Uh, Good song. So, Mark, this is uh, there's always there's a million different politician stories. I'm not going to get into the details, but what, how did one politician? Uh, this is this is. Long ago in a different country, uh, but described his interactions with another inter- uh, with another politician. Was their argument like being cuddled by an angry moose, like being savaged by a dead sheep, or like being kissed by a sleeping bear? I'm going to go with A because it sounds like something Theodore Roosevelt would have said. Actually, it was B, That's like so. being savaged by a dead sheep. He was talking about a particularly dull. Wait, and was it Theodore Roosevelt though? No, 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 oh. no. Th- this was a British politician. Oh, it's like being ravaged. But we're going to keep moving. Savaged, savage. Yeah, their their argument potato, was potato. He, getting into an argument was the man was like no. being savaged by a dead sheep. Savaged by a which dead is such sheep. a wonderful way to say he he's not really an angry guy. <laughs> Um. Okay, so moving back to Scotland. Okay, Scotland. I'm game. Which one of these is a real way uh, that used to be in the English uh, collection of colloquialisms, uh, basically to tell someone to jump at a lake? Was it A, go punch a wall, B, go pound sand, or C, go kick a mountain lion? Oh, golly. Say them again for me real quick. A... Go punch a wall, B, go pound sand, or C, go kick a mountain lion. Uh, B makes the most sense if we're doing it for the jump in a lake, but I want to go with C. Go kick a mountain lion. It it is uh, a wonderful phrase, and it's the kind of thing you could use. Mm. But uh, go pound sand was actually in the lexicon for a phrase uh, that people used that way. Should have gone with it, man. So, Mark, that brings us back to you. Uh, this is the last one I'm going to do for this as the regular quiz. Um, which one of these phrases uh, is a real phrase? Just plain and simple. Where you be, I buzz. Where the bee flies, I flee. Or where the bee sucks, I suck. 
All of them, because you just said them. Therefore, they're all phrases. That other people used before me, Mark. A. It's actually where the bee sucks, I suck, talking about chasing nectar. Uh, Oh, all right. But I do like the phrase, where you be, I buzz. I like that one, too. So, yeah, feel free to use any of my made-up phrases. Um, If I'm not mistaken, what's the score on that? I think that's a grand total of zero to zero. Scotland firmly in the lead. Is that correct? I think, well, I definitely got that first one. That was a that was that, that was part the test it, one. That was a test. That was so a test. So got it. So uh so for the actual actually, contest. Though. I'm very excited. I have a tiebreaker. Oh yay! Oh. Okay. Okay, so, so my tiebreaker is uh one of you has to tell me the correct origin of Jiminy Cricket. And there's three options, but I want to see if either of you know it off the top of your head. Where where the idea for the name Jiminy Cricket comes from. You know, I uh, can't say that I actually know the official one. I feel like I've heard it before, but I don't remember it. I feel like it's a British thing. Okay, we're going to go into the options. Is um, and, and this may not be exactly why they chose it for the movie Pinocchio, but this is a genuine like origin of that, right. as it's saying. Uh, is it because Jiminy Cricket is a clever way is is like an alternate way of saying Jesus Christ as kind of an expletive. Is it because the people uh, be, because there's a famous story about a very honest man named Jiminy Cricket, or is it because um, the person who made the movie had a pet cricket when he was a kid that his dad told him was his conscience, and he called him Jiminy conscience. Conscience. I'm sorry, you're right. They're they're very different. They ways. are very different things. Hmm. It's either A or C. I mean, I know I've heard A my whole life as far as that. Wait, wait, wait. So, like, you've grown up with people telling you that's why they named him Jiminy Crickets. Why are you a, collaborating? This can... is a tiebreaker. Uh, if, if, if you've grown up hearing that, that, then it's C. I'm going with B personally. Okay, so you're saying it's because there was an honest man named Jiminy Cricket. I, and you're I, saying it's because of the pet. I think right. it, I think it was like a like fable about an honest man because I know that the cricket is actually in the original Pinocchio novel and it's not named and it's not actually a conscious it's just the old cricket right well uh, actually the only thing that I could find research for was that Jiminy Cricket has been used as a, a way to say Jesus Christ for a very long time apparently um, and that may not be the actual origin for the movie but is the only origin I could find for the name. The other two I made up. So it's uh, still zero to zero. Yeah. But I'm in the lead because I said that A was something I grew up with and you just went with C then. Well, no, I, I tried to help you, bro. Yeah, I'm saying bruh. You, you bruh. say bruh. 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 What is this descended into? <laughs> we're having flashbacks we're, to we're, podcast number two. We're, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're turning into uh, your roommate. Bruh. <laughs> Hey Tim, how hey, you Tim. doing, bro? We love you. Brav love. Well, uh, that was that was fun, even though we both lost to you. You, Andrew, you won that game, and you won the one before it too. I, I think I won that game. <laughs> no, Andrew won. I think I won. 
If in the event of a tie between all players, the dealer well, wins. You can't why, change the rules later on. Why don't we give you both half a point? Him for getting the example question, and you for saying a, and then not going with as it. As long as my half point's <laughs> worth more than his. Yeah, but not here. It's actually so you get like uh, a Canadian half point. Wait, so it's so worth we, more in Canada, but here they're the same. So value. I got my works I, for me. I got my trophy for participation, right? Yeah, you get, you, right. you get your cool. participation. Trophy. I'm gonna go back to the corner and eat some more chapstick. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> we'll be right back to wrap up the show after this. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. We're not playing literary parkour this week. I think we're going to take a we're going to take a little bit of a break from that, and we're going to try to uh, improve it a little bit. Uh, we we got some good feedback that uh, kind of said what I was feeling about it, and, and Scotland was feeling the same way that we kind of need to maybe get more of a theme for it. So. Uh, we're going to retool Literary Parkour before we bring it back. So next podcast will be Literary Parkour on Calvinism. Maybe. Maybe. Probably That's not. a strong maybe, though, right? But we would really love your feedback. Yes, you. And you can tweet to all of us. Uh, I'm at Mark Jones Audio. I am at Scotland, A-S-W imdb.com slash Skyline Rumbers. I'm kidding. Did you? Oh, I, did I you don't, claim, oh, you I haven't claimed your page yet? Okay. I haven't claimed it, yeah. Okay. Uh, and if if I'm not mistaken, my Twitter is at cspotdance. It's cspotdance42, I think. 42. Yes. That's, yeah. That's me. Man, you I know your Twitter handle better uh, than you do. Uh, I may see it if you tweet me something. Maybe. Cool. Well, you can, uh, so you can tweet to us or you can actually leave a comment on this or any episode, uh, just go to bit.ly slash vocabularian, made a short link to make it easy to get there. You could actually really help this show if you subscribe via iTunes or Google Play. We're actually on Google Play now. So for your convenience, I've made short links for both of those. For iTunes, just go to bit.ly slash vocabularian apple, one word, all lowercase. For Google Play, please use bit.ly slash Google My Words. Again, all one word, lowercase letters. I miss you all. <laughs> you can rate and review us on those platforms, and we would love to hear from you about what you think is or isn't working. Um, yeah, and, and tell your friends about this show. Maybe uh, tweet about it. Yeah, and if anyone wants to invest in my bourbon chapstick, uh, send me a tweet, and uh, we'll discuss the figures. Yeah, you can, uh, anything about this episode, hashtag it bourbon chapstick. Hashtag bourbon chapstick, and then copyright Scotland Roberts 2016. That's a really long hashtag. hashtag? It's, two, it's two separate hashtags. Okay, why, why don't we just leave it at bourbon chapstick? <sighs> Fine. But if somebody else walks away with my idea and makes millions, I'm blaming I, you. I, I, I'm sure it already exists. Anyway, we'll be back uh, sooner rather than later. Thank you for listening to Vocabularian. And uh, Scotland, do you have any parting advice? Don't drink and drive. Often. Don't drink and derive. Alcohol and calculus don't mix. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs>